This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. Pastor Michael, I know you're wanting to get to this question. Chomping at the bit. All right. And listeners, we're going to keep you in suspense for just a minute, but we want you to do three favors for us. So the first one is go to our church website, click on that link that says Q&A podcast question, vcob.org. Submit your questions so we can get to it. The second one is share this podcast with a foe. I mean, find the person that aggravates you the most and send it to them. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> not really, but uh, preferably just share the podcast. Share or, it with someone. We we have, uh, we have found that this has been really, really helpful for many, many people. And uh, also, you know, just bigger picture, right? Sometimes it's awkward to have discussions about spirituality. and um, let, let us do it for you. Let us do it for you. And this is just a great way to start conversations because no matter who you are, your spiritual life is a significant aspect of, of you. You may be all over the spectrum, but... At the very least, it puts ideas and, and uh, subjects on the table for you to talk about. So we found many people have been really blessed by that. And we want to just keep encouraging you to do that. Share this podcast. That's right. And third, be sure to rate and review this. We'd love for you to submit a five-star review for us. That's right. And how do we do that, Michael? Go to where? Uh, we go to the iTunes store and uh, it's really important. You cannot do it from your phone. Unfortunately, it's a very aggravating experience. Got to go, go to the website, but it will take you less than 30 seconds. And uh, the more people who rate and review, um, the broader the audience is that this goes out to in the iTunes search world. So uh, just an awesome opportunity to spread the love and get um, uh, more people access to what we're doing. Okay. Let's get to the question. I'm already thinking of a friend that I can share this with. What questions should I ask before committing to a church? Yeah. So what I'd like to do with this podcast is break it up into two days because it'd be a good idea. There's a lot here. And uh, here's what we're going to do in day one today. We are going to, um, answer this question um, for everybody, but with a special focus on those who are um, just getting back into church, who maybe have never gone to church before. These are the basics. So um, today we're going to deal with four things to look for. And tomorrow we're going to deal with three things that are maybe a little bit more deeper for our more seasoned churchgoers who maybe have moved or left a church or their church closed. So let's dig into today. Um, Number one, here's the first um, thing that you want to do the first set of questions you want to ask before you go to a church. Number one, what do they believe? What do they believe? Mm -hmm. And um, so they may be a part of a denomination um, that the denomination will already tell you what they believe. Now, here's what you want to do. You want to go to their website and you want to go to the section that says what we believe, or it'll say doctrine. Tim, can you think of anything else websites would say? Um, about us, what I maybe, or what we believe. Yeah, that, that's usually the typical thing that people write. And then you take 10 minutes of your life and you read every word. Mm-hmm. Here's what you're looking for. Kooky, crazy. You're looking for things that stick out that are just not normal. Okay. Now let's say you are a new believer or you're an unbeliever and you don't know what kooky is. I mean, mm-hmm. quite right. honestly, it's all kooky because it's all new to you. So here's what I would ask you to do. Um, find somebody that you know that is a Christian. Find somebody that you know that is not just like a cultural Christian, but somebody who really uh, is engaged in their church and loves the Lord um, and talk to them. Let's say you don't even know that person, okay? Like the Lord's doing something in your life. You're like feeling drawn back to church, but you don't have any connections. And so what I would encourage you to do at that point is um, go to a couple churches and maybe sit down with their pastor or even better yet, 
email the Village Church of Bartlett, and we would love to help you find a <laughs> we'd church be glad in your to do area. That. Totally. Um, there's actually a few people that we've done this for. They call and they say, "Here's where I live. Um, here's my city. Mm-hmm. Can you put it in the, your I've search had a few engine?" Of those in the last couple of months. Yeah, it's no big deal. It takes us less than five minutes, and we would love to help you through that. So, what we believe, your goal is to avoid crazy churches because crazy mm-hmm. churches hurt people and yes. spiritual wounds take a long time to recover. So the hope is that when you engage in a church community, that it's going to be life-giving and spiritually enriching. It's going to draw you to faith in Jesus. It's going to be great. So number one, look at what we believe. Number two, website, website, website. Okay. Yeah, you're I, going to get so much of the vibe of the church through yeah. the website. You're yep. going to feel the feel of the church is going to come through the website, how, how it's laid out, how hard it is to navigate mm-hmm. And find things in that website. That's going to tell you how hard it's going to be to find answers in that church. Yep. Generally speaking. I I can tell with any dude, if you give me two hours on a basketball court with him, (laughs) I can tell you everything I need to know about that guy. (laughs) You give me 10 minutes on a church's website, I can do the same thing. I can tell you what is important to them. I can tell you what they prioritize. That's right. And, And you hit the nail on the head. If it's hard to understand them on the website, it's going to be even harder to mm-hmm. understand them in person. Um, and so uh, for me, this is one of the most important things. And I want every church leader who might be listening to this to hear me clearly. 90 to 95% of the people who walk through your doors are going to visit your church website first. Even if you're yeah, that's friends. that's the front door of the church nowadays. Yes, it's the digital front door. If you do not make a hospitable digital front door, they will not likely walk through your physical front door unless a friend drags them. And if mm-hmm. your digital front door is annoying and hard to navigate, um, that is often typically a metaphor that your church is annoying and hard to navigate. So, um, and I'm not saying that all the way. I'm not trying to be hard. I'm just saying um, if a church is going to have a bad website, it means they are not um, engaging new visitors at their digital front door. If they don't know how important it is, I don't want to punish them for that. But on the other hand, this is a this is a reality. There's too much at stake to not know simple facts like that. That's right. So, you know, if you're a non-Christian and um, you're looking at this website and it stinks and it's hard to navigate and it's frustrating, just maybe go on to the next church mm-hmm. because um, oftentimes the website is a mirror to the church in many, many ways. Now, there might be, might be one exception to this rule. Okay. And that would be a small, broke church plant. 15, 30 people, brand new, not figuring it out. Now, I do want to say this to the small broke church planner. Um, If you want your church to grow and if you want to connect with people, you must build a website. Yeah, you've got to improve that area of your church. You have to. And if you say we don't have the money, there are some incredibly cheap methods to make great quality, simple websites. Mm -hmm. And um, the I'll also say this, the smaller the church Yes, there is less money, but there's always enough money for a website. And the smaller the church, the easier the organization is to put together and communicate. Your website, the smaller you are, should be more simple, more clear, Mm -hmm. easily accessible. Everything should be just right there, easy to understand. There's really, at this day and age, no excuse to not have a great, simple, excellent website. Number three, let's talk about debt, baby. All right. Debt is dumb. Almost always. There Almost are some always. smart and strategic debts, but for the most part, what churches do, they do a lot of dumb debt. Mm-hmm. 
And so you want to look at their financials. You want to look at a couple things. Number one, on most churches' bulletins, they will have their budget weekly or monthly that is needed and the year-to-date giving. So if they're $50,000 under budget, that's I going want to, tell to know you. why. That's going to tell you something about the church. Totally. And um, now, the budgets tell a story, but you always need an interpreter. I'm going to give you an example. So let's say you have a church of 500 people, and year to date, we're halfway through the year, and they're $50,000 under budget. Well, why is that? Well, maybe there was a huge recession. Maybe um, there was a factory in town that closed, and a whole bunch of people lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are so many factors that could play into why that's happening. Right. So love believes all things, but love also asks the questions. Yeah. So, and these um, are hard questions that you're going to have to ask if you're going to get connected in this church. If you really want to make this church your church home. Yep. You you have to be bold enough to ask these hard questions, and usually the lead pastor is not the guy you want to ask. Yeah, tip, I mean sometimes, yeah. but usually there's someone else in the church that you need to ask these questions to. Yeah, anybody on your leadership team, um, anybody on staff, you should be able to sit down with, and they should be able to give you basic answers to basic questions mm-hmm. about money, debt. You want to ask questions: Why is your debt there? How much debt do you have? How long have you had it for? And uh, you know. I am hesitant to jump into a church that is significantly in debt where I'm going to jump in and my tithes are going to be going to paying off the past mistakes of bad leaders. That's hard. Now, I want to give the Holy Spirit some room here because the Holy Spirit sometimes will call us into those positions, and Mm -hmm. that's okay. This isn't a deal breaker, but it's something just to be aware of. And here's why, especially for the non-Christian or the new person going back to church, why this is really important. Because the way churches handle money um, is a picture of how they handle souls. Right. And so a church will steward its money in a very similar way that they will steward people. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also want to make sure that as a church, we're modeling for our people how to handle your money. We model as an organization um, the financial principles that we expect our people um, to to apply in their personal lives. And so this is just a huge issue. And, right. and, and if you're a new believer, you're like, I don't want to ask a pastor that. No pastor should ever be afraid to answer direct questions about money. Um, in fact, more and more, these are the first questions people are asking me about Village Church. Like, tell us about right. your money, your debt, all this kind of stuff. And, and as a as a person who's wanting to invest in this church, you're looking for financial transparency from yes. the leadership. Yep. If you if you sense that resistance, that again is going to tell you something. Yep. And how they manage and how they budget their funds. It is both a thermostat and a thermometer. It tells you mm-hmm. what is important to this church. That's where they're going to put their money. Amen. And two last things on this. Number one, I want to go back to this interpreter thing, because um, let's say they give you the budget. Mm-hmm. Um, the budget needs an interpreter. Budgets always tell stories, but you need an interpreter to get the details. So, for example, if you looked at Village Church's budget and you saw how much money we budgeted for local outreach, you would say we don't value local outreach. Which is totally wrong. Which we is, do. We do. And it's we fund value. it differently. Um, mm-hmm. We fund it outside of our budget for strategic reasons on purpose. And so... Um, Sometimes the the budget needs an interpreter, mm-hmm. and that is that's fine. Um, but the budgets are always always telling a story. The second thing I would final thing I would say on budgets is this: um, there's one financial question that most churches should not answer, and that is this: 
how much money does each pastor make specifically? Yeah, that's a little inappropriate. It, it is because um, there's no winning in that game. And mm-hmm. so here's what you will see. You will see what is the total amount of money spent on human resources, on salaries. You will typically get those pictures, big picture. And if you're smart enough, you can start to break down and yeah, you can figure it out. I mean, if one guy is making $350,000 in a church of 100 people, you're going to quickly realize something is bloated and mm-hmm. wrong in the staffing level. So right. um, I would just say, like, be really direct with your questions, allow an interpreter, but understand that probably salaries will be the one place where you're not going to get um, full transparency, although you will get the total picture of human mm-hmm. human resources. Um, so number one is look at what they believe. Number two is look at their website. Um, number three is going to require debt, a personal conversation, debt and budgets. Number four, um, you're never going to know this until you get into the church a little bit. What is their culture? Right. So if you are coming from a high church, Presbyterian, you know, they wear robes mm-hmm. and everything's very serious or Orthodox or Roman Catholic. Right. And that's what you want. And you come to village church. We're not high church. That's not us. You know? And, and so um, there are some things that you already know that you are not interested in being part of. Mm-hmm. So um, a culture, for example, do they have a high value of engaging their actual community? Well, um, you'll learn that very quickly. You can just ask a couple questions, but if that isn't essential for you and that's just a cultural value, then then find a church that yes. does that. It could be music. You might hate contemporary Christian worship music. Well, if you walk in and you hate it with a passion and you just complain about it all the time, well, then don't go to a church. That yeah, don't does come that. to village church. You know, and uh, if you if you for example, here's one of the things I I hate in church cultures. Um, I hate a lot of red tape. Mm-hmm. Um, drives me nuts. Well, we have to have a committee for this. I will. I don't think I could ever go to a church unless the Holy Spirit was like, Michael, go to this church that had tons and tons of red tape and a committee everywhere. That would drive me nuts. So for me, that's just kind of a culture thing. There are certain things culturally um, that I want to see. I want to go to a church that eats a lot of food. Let's be honest, you know? <laughs> now, now you can come to Village Church. Yeah, we eat a lot of food. <laughs> um, and, and so there are just some basic cultural things. Um, I think the, we talked about this this past Sunday at church. Every time somebody walks into a church, here's the first question that they're subconsciously asking. Who are my people? Who are my people? And who, can I become part of this, this people? Yeah. Do they want me here? You yeah. know, is this, is this possible? And you'll notice very immediately, I think you can probably spend two to three to four weeks in a church. You'll, you should know. And you'll, you'll know and discern whether or not this is going to be a place you can, you can jump in. So with that, um, if you're newer to the church world, look at what they believe, look at their website. Um, you're going to have to have a personal conversation about debt and money um, because you want to avoid churches that mishandle money. Right. Um, and you're going to want to just look at culture. Those are four very important big picture things. Um, tomorrow, we're going to look at three more um, things that if you've been in the church world for a while, we're going to give you some tools that are going to help you navigate whether or not this is a church, given your history and your passions, um, that's going to be a good place for you to land in. Okay, listeners, looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow when we answer this question for those that have been in the church for a little bit longer. Please join us next time.